to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. This great opportunity, this beautiful day that you have given us, we pray, Lord, that you give us of your Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please clap your hands and be seated. Amen. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, are you ready to receive the word of God? Yes, yes please. Well, this afternoon, I, um, I have the privilege of sharing with you. Um, and, um, well, oh, mercy, mercy. Well, um, awesome, okay. Well, so this is a great blessing. This is a great blessing. And um, I want to encourage all of you to do so also. God will bless you. So um, today, I want to share with you from um, one of our prophet's books, um, Those Who Accuse You. Wow. Those Who Accuse You. Mm. Those Who Accuse You. And if you have the book, just pull the book. And if you have the tablet, just pull the tablet, select your I have, book. I have my copy. Then that's it. Then you turn with me to chapter 3. And that is where we are reading from, from the book, Those Who Accuse You. And um, I want to read from chapter three of Those Who Accuse You. And the, chapter, the, um, the title of our message is The Aims of the Accuser. That is mm. the title of the message. The mm. Aims of the, the Accuser. Accuser. Aims of the Accuser. Mm. Wonderful. I just want us to read a scripture from Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. It says, and Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. It says, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. I want you to see the person that we are talking about here, okay? The great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan. Now, I want you to see that God doesn't want you to miss at all the person that the Bible is talking about. Truth. So it's mentioning here almost every name that you know about this person. <laughs> Lucifer is not mentioned here. But we know who the great dragon is. Yes. And we wow. know who was cast out. And we know who the serpent is. Mm. The that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Hmm. Verse 10, he says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ. Mm. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Hallelujah. You know, this was in heaven. In heaven. And is in heaven, this particular person here was accusing people, was accusing and accusing the brethren, Hmm. accusing the brethren, accusing the brethren before God. Hmm. Accusing the brethren before God day and night. Like the person has set a project of accusing. And this Bible says that, the next verse, it says, and I heard a loud voice. No, this one, particular verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation. Mm. So in heaven, there was no salvation. 
and strength. Mm. There was no strength. And the kingdom of our God, they could not even feel the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. You see, because there was an accuser between them and God. Mm. They were not experiencing even the power and the kingdom of Christ. The kingdom of God. They were not experiencing it because of accusation. I'm just trying to point out how powerful a weapon an accusation is. Mm, you are preaching. Accusation is so powerful. Very powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. There are mysterious purposes for accusing someone. Always. These hidden accusations are not to known to most Christians. It's not very clear to most Christians. True. So, but if you understood what accusation do if you understood what accusations really do you would be very hesitant to accuse anyone ever in your life wow. if you really understand and that is what i'm trying to read in this scripture to show you that if you know what the weapon of accusation does when mm. someone is accusing someone what it does it takes power away it Mercy. takes the kingdom of God away. It takes strength away. It takes mm. salvation away in heaven. Mercy. Even in heaven. Mm. So accusations destroy people. Mm. Accusations destroy relationships between people. Mm. Amen. Amen. Accusation, when it comes between people, it causes the relationship to be destroyed. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. It destroys friendship. It destroys marriages. Mm. It destroys business relationships. Mm. Accusation can destroy a relationship between a shepherd and the sheep. Beautiful mm. relationships can be destroyed as a result of accusation. Mercy. And the effects of these accusations are often permanent. Wow. When you are accused, they stay permanently. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. What a show. I want to go through some few purposes why people accuse, why accusers accuse. Mm. So, the first purpose of accusation today is to degrade the accused person. Truth. Wow. When you are being accused, the aim or the goal is to degrade you. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Accusations degrade you even in your own eyes. Mercy. Accusations make the accused person have very low estimation of herself or of himself. For sure. So you lose the zeal to do well. When you are mm. accused, it takes strength. It says, when the accuser was gone, strength came. So when you are accused, it takes strength. You lose the zeal to do things. Mm. Mm. It takes away the zeal. Oh, yes. The zeal to be good or mm. to remain a good person goes away once you are accused. You are preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. So it makes you say to yourself, after all, they are not expecting anything good from me. Mm. No standards. You feel like the people that are with you who are accusing you or who you have been accused to cannot expect anything good from you. True. And you just decide to just be by yourself, don't care anymore, mm. don't worry about anything, because you feel that everyone has formed an opinion about mm. you because of the accusation that has You're gone. Preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Once you are degraded, you are good for nothing. Mm. I tell you, once I'm you are not. degraded, you don't feel like going up. Mm. You don't feel like progressing. You are not mm. useful for great mission. Mercy. You see, even amongst children, amongst our children, when they are in school and they encounter a teacher that is constantly accusing them. You know, sometimes they come across a teacher that is constantly accusing them, accusing them of, you put this board here, you didn't arrange this here. And picking on a child and accusing mm. the child. And I, you see that the child's progress 
begins to go down. Down. True. You are preaching. You will see that in that particular class, the child will do well in English class. The child will do well in history, in um, global science, in this, and in math alone. Not that the child doesn't know math. You know the child was doing well in sixth grade, seventh grade, but in this eighth grade math teacher, the child is losing interest in math because the child has an accounted has encountered an accuser. You are preaching. You are preaching. Wow. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Teaching powerful. And it makes the child now not have any interest in progressing not going to the class, not wanting, mm. but then when she's going or he's going to another class with excitement. Very excited. I have seen, even amongst my children, when mm. they are in a class where the teacher is, you know, liking them, you know, praising them, doing this, I see how they shine in that class. I mm. see how they love the class and their performance go up in that class. Mm. But when they encounter a teacher that is not like that, you see the effect. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is where a father comes in. Mm. This is where the father who believes in the children comes in. And comes in even when the child is being accused as good for nothing, not able to do anything. Then the father comes in. The father Mm. comes in because the father loves the child no matter what. True. The father likes the child, even if the child is failing in the class. Mm. Mm. You know, you will not find a father that hates the child because the child is failing in the class. Never. But you see the father being the encourager, encouraging the child and say, you can do it. You have done this before. You can do it. Rise up. You just need to do this. You just need to pick yourself up. You can do this. You can. And then you see the child now beginning to gain the courage and the enthusiasm in that class again we are preaching hallelujah amen so accusation takes away strength true in this book we read in bishop talk i recall um a moment when he began the church when he Mm. started with the church he says he was being accused of several things Mm. He was told, he was being accused that he has no business entering the ministry. That Mm. God has not called him. You are not a pastor. You are not called by God. You are just a medical student. Stay in a medical school and just focus on your education. You cannot be a pastor. (laughs) You cannot be this. And he was constantly being accused. And even his own assistant, his Mm. own associate pastor, begin now to question his calling. Mm. He questioned his calling. He met with some of the church members discussing him. They were analyzing his preaching. They were analyzing whether or not he was called. Mm. And they said, he's not called. Some said, he's called. So he said, he became frightened. Mm -hmm. He became frightened of the church. Every Saturday morning, every Saturday night, on Saturday when he is preparing to preach, he will develop diarrhea. Let me tell you, if you have not been accused before, you will not know what it is. If you have been accused before, you will develop diarrhea in a place where you will not be ready. What an accusation. Stress-induced? <laughs> yes, stress-induced diarrhea. He said he developed diarrhea every Saturday evening when he's preparing. And he was asking his wife, I, that, that time it was his beloved. He says, am I going to develop diarrhea the rest of my life? Saturday diarrhea the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. He said he will go in front of the church and when he's preaching, his hands will be shaking and he'll be sweating. And his mouth will be so dry. I mean, have you encountered a situation like that before? Man, let me tell you. You'll be in front of some people. They look at you with intimidating eyes. And they're analyzing your movement. And then, you see, when you, when you know the accusers are within you, 
Because when they look at one person, you know that they are saying something that you just did. Yeah. Do you, you, you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. One says something, you, if you see two heads go together like this, <laughs> you know, and then your mouth dries out quickly as if somebody has put sand in your mouth. He said sometimes his mouth is so dry, his lips so dry, and his tongue is stuck in the mouth. He can't even talk. Mm. Right, right mood. <laughs> and somebody has to get him water urgently, like urgent. Bring water urgently. Because if he doesn't drink, he cannot preach. And then the person that then the, she actually he actually appointed a young lady who will, who will notice this and bring the water quickly. And then the accusation turned that that young lady is his girlfriend. Hey. When the accuser wants to destroy you, it's a level. Whatever move you take to come out of their weapons, they will meet you with accusation. Mercy. Amen. Amen. You are preaching. So one day he said he had a vision. And in the vision, he was in a boxing ring. Boxing ring. And boxing with someone, a lady. <laughs> <laughs> What a fight. <laughs> and you actually real boxing. WWE. And when he woke up, the Lord ministered to him that there is someone in the church who is like a ringleader hey. of the accusers. And they meet and they discuss him. Mercy. So when he identified the ringleader, he says, that's the end. Get out of the church. Mm. Get out of the church. Says, cast out the corner, and the strife in the church will cease. Amen. Contention in the church will cease. Once the corner is gone, the Bible says, it says, now is come salvation and strength mm. and the kingdom of God and the power of our Christ because the accuser of the brethren is cast out. When the accusation Amen. goes out, Power comes back. Strong comes back. The kingdom of God is manifesting. And salvation is prevailing. Today, look at our bishop. One of the most powerful ministers in our generation. True. Power of Christ. God using him to do great things. Leading one of the largest crusades. Now, here currently on earth. Tell me, if you hear of any such crusades since Bonke. Do you see? And if the Lord did not reveal to him, can you imagine what accusation would have done? It would Mm. have ended his ministry. True. Because no one will continue in the ministry if you haven't diarrhea every Saturday (laughs) and your mouth dry, you cannot speak. Uh, It's embarrassing even to stand before people. Have you seen people when they are under stress like that and they are talking, you see saliva and the the corners of their mouth, dry, white saliva. I mean, you see, because accusers are watching. Mm. It's not nice. That is why when you see a preacher is preaching, laugh, clap, smile. You know, don't have an accusing <laughs> focus. In the midst of the brethren. <laughs> somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. The second purpose of accusation is to disgrace you. Mercy. To disgrace you. Mm. When the accuser is accusing you, he's disgracing you before people, before honorable people, before your congregation, before people who respect you. Mm. Amen. 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 Satan wants to disgrace you through accusation. And you will notice that when someone is accused of a crime and has to defend himself, he's usually disgraced. Do you realize that? Yeah. Once you are accused of a crime, many people tend to believe on hearing it the first time. It's true. Mm. When you are accused that you slept with someone, when you are accused that you impregnated someone, hey. when you are accused that you embezzled some 
money, you stole church money, or you did this, or you did that. You know, the first thing is people believe it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Many people will believe it. Mm. I mean, except the ones who are immediate to you, who really know you, many people at large will believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Until it goes to court, and as it's going to court every day, you know, they are following. Why do you think people are listening and following closely? Because they believe it. They believe it. Mm. They just want to confirm it. They want to confirm it. Yeah. They are now seeing this honorable person. It's not that honorable. Mm. And that is why when these false accusations, when these accusations are going on, you see that it spreads and people Mm. develop interest in it. Because to make people believe it and people are eager. So when someone sends you some form of email or some form of Facebook link, something like that, and they say, oh, um, Bishop Doug arrested by this, this, and this. And you are curious. You see, you will never say that, no way, I'm not going to open this. You know, it cannot be true. You say, what? Bishop Doug, really? That's my... And then you want to read it. Do you know why you're reading it? Because you are looking for some truth in it. In the comment. But I'm telling you, when these things are set out to go there, the aim of the devil is to disgrace the person. Mm. Is to bring you down. To disgrace the person. And as they blacken out your reputation... People cannot receive from you any longer. Mm. I tell you. Except the ones who really know you. Mm. When they accuse Paul, he says, you know my doctrines and my sufferings. You know, you know. So for you, the accusation should not affect you. Mm. You know my manner of life. You know how I was amongst you. You know. And so it should not affect you. No matter what, it should not affect you. And that is how it should always be. You know, once I started on a job, and as soon as I started that job, this is many years ago, I got on the job, and the first day, you know, it was a job in as, as an intensive care unit. And the first day, you know, you get there, you see all the nurses and you see all the doctors and the residents and you see the people who are of your color, you know? So this one person, one lady was the only one like me in that place. Mm. So quickly, (laughs) you know, she wanted to bond with me (laughs) and then she began to tell me one by one (laughs) of each person (laughs) watch out for this one be careful of this one this 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 that this that I say hey what kind of environment am I in (laughs) you're in danger (laughs) (laughs) and I say it cannot be and I asked the person how long have you been here she says, 32 years. As you cannot survive in this place. That's what I said to myself. All these things happening and you have been here 32 years. So I decided to just know the people for myself. And these were some of the sweetest people. Wow. wow. Do you understand? When I was leaving that place, these were people, they got together they bought me one of the most expensive watches because of phones. These days, we don't wear watches anymore. I would have worn it. <laughs> it's still lying in front of them. <laughs> but when I get to know these people, mm. I realize that it was not so. Wow. So accusation is intended to destroy people and bring them down before you. It is intended to disgrace people. Mm. You are never the same. You see, when... Michael Jackson was accused of molestation. Mm. When he was accused of molest- a child molestation, that was it. He, we saw him going to court 
up and down. This person who I remember when I was a child, when I was a child, <laughs> we used to find clothes to dress like him. Shalaboshi. We used to learn to dance like him. Mm-hmm. I still have some of the moves. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, that when you, you know, your life changes, you let certain things, old things have passed away. Understand? The moves have changed. The moves change. You know, backsliding and all of those things change. The moonwalk and all of that. Listen, we were learning the dance to dance dancing competition. Hey. And to dress like that. And then you want to wear some white and black jacket and put something on your arm here to look like him. Wow. When this person was accused, we saw him sometimes going out to court in pajamas. That is what accusation can do to you. He never became the same again. Wow. That is what, whether or not it was true, I mean, in the end, he was acquitted. He was free and all of the accusations were faulted or were found to be false. However, it destroyed him permanently. Yeah. He was never the same again. They say he paid the judges off. Please pay attention because when I'm preaching and you are talking, it disturbs me. Who is that? Okay. It disturbs me when when I'm preaching and you are talking. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, right. It was never the same again. Mm. The shine and the glamour all were dimmed. Mm. And finally, he died out of depression mm. and drug overdose. A happy guy dancing, doing all kinds of things, entertaining the world. He just mm. died. A white drug. Amen. Mm-hmm. There was a man of God who experienced some unrelenting accusations from someone. Mm. And he was constantly being accused. Constantly being accused. So, he never understood why this person was constantly accusing him. A man of God. So, one day, one day. you know, he, he went to the toilet. Hmm. In a vision. This is in a vision. Don't make it. <laughs> in a vision, man of God. he went to the toilet. This is the man of God's vision that I'm sharing with you. Okay? And then whilst he was in the toilet, you know, and you know how sometimes, I mean, you go to the place and depending on what you have eaten, it can really cause some changes in the environment. I'm not sure if any of you have experienced. Everybody has an odor. When Baku you go, is, is you <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes it's different. You understand? You see, and you see, sometimes you know, one day, this one day. some person just before I continue, somebody told me. She says, at the job, you know, <laughs> there was this beautiful young woman, and they had one staff bathroom. And the young woman had gone to the bathroom and then she came out. And then he went there. And then when he went there, he says, oh, the the beauty of the woman (laughs) of my face afterwards. You see, I mean, certain places you don't want people to know you or see you or, you know, there was this guy, this doctor also, at a job, he's a big chairman of a department, really one of the top chairmen in the department. And he walks, when he walks in the hospital, when you see him in the hallway, you know, his suit and he's walking, he's really tall and big and he walks like a giant and like a, some a little god. And then someone said one day, he saw him and then he had come from the bathroom and he also went there and he said, this guy, his thing also does something like it's not pleasant. Even this guy, you know. So I mean, sometimes some of the environment it can change a person's personality if you are exposed to it. It's not supposed to be so. Please, it's not supposed to be so. Stop that roughness. But unfortunately, human beings are human beings. When they see certain things, they form some opinion. So this man of God, back to his story, he said that he had a vision. 
And in the vision, he was in the toilet. And that day, he doesn't know what he had eaten, but it was not pleasant. And he could feel that even the way it was going around in the place, he feels that it must have gone outside also, even extended to the outside. That if somebody was to pass, the person will have an experience. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. You are trying to say it nicely. <laughs> so, whilst he was there, one of his people in the house came to the door and said, he has a visitor. Mm. He has received a visitor, some honorable person, somebody that he respects, somebody that he honors, has come to visit him mm. in the vision. And then the person that has been accusing is the one who came to tell him that you have the visitor. So he told the person, he says, tell the visitor to wait. Put the visitor in the far corner of the living room to wait. Mm. I'm coming. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And then the visitor, I mean, the person who has been accusing him, went to the visitor and said, he said you should come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He said you should come. And where he is, it's going to be longer, so he wants to talk to you. <laughs> and he brought the visitor behind the door. Mercy. <laughs> and then the visitor announced that oh I am here he said what <laughs> receiving bombs <laughs> he, said, he didn't know what to do you know and then the visitor was delivering the message that he brought that oh I came to say and then he's fumbling he doesn't know how to answer he's you know he's sounding stupid and he's sounding you know like speaking like he's a child because he was embarrassed messy messy do you see and such an honorable person sees you in an environment like that it takes away your dignity and your reputation you are preaching. Do you understand? So when yeah. he woke up from the vision, when he came out of the vision, mm. he realized that this person is trying to disgrace me. Mercy. This person who has been accusing me all the time, the goal is to disgrace me. Mm. And so he dealt with the person. Wow. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, sir. Yes. Accusation will always bring you down it is intended mm. to bring you down it is intended mm. to disgrace you hallelujah amen. if you understand what i'm saying say amen amen, amen. say amen amen i want to give you some few points and then we will end give us the next one the accusation the purpose of accusation is to discourage and confuse you is to discourage and confuse you Isaiah chapter 19 and verse 2. Isaiah chapter 19 and verse 2. He says, so I will, Isaiah 19, let's read the New American Standard, please, if you have it. He says, so I will incite Egyptians against Egyptians. Mm. And they will each fight against his brother and each against his neighbor. City against city and kingdom against kingdom. Then the spirit of the Egyptians will be demoralized. Mm. You see, this is the goal. That when the brethren start fighting with the brethren, city against city, brethren against brethren, fighting with one another, what they will do is that the spirit of the people will be demoralized within them. Mm. He says, and the spirit of the Egyptians will be demoralized within them, and I will confuse their strategies. Mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is what accusation does. The scripture is showing us that when a brother attacks another brother, it demoralizes and confuses their front. True, always. It demoralizes you. Mm. When you are accused, it demoralizes you. You can stand boldly before people. 
True. So the Egyptians will become confused because of the kinds of attacks they will get. Mm. When you are accused, you become discouraged and disillusioned. Mm. Accusations have the power to take the life and the spirit out of you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Life. When all your good deeds are seen in a negative light, your zeal is dampened. Truth. When you are doing good and someone is portraying it to others as being a bad thing. Mm. Sometimes you preach a very powerful message and people are blessed and you are blessed. And then mm. when you go, an accuser will point out to you a message that bless you. He said, do you know that the message was about you? <laughs> and suddenly the message that bless you, it now comes to make you angry. Mm. And you subsequently, the following series of the message you see just that and yeah. you cannot be blessed from that any longer. You are preaching. I'm telling you, these are real things that happen. You see, yesterday, Apostle Joel was sharing with us and the book that he was reading, this book, 23 years ago, the book was written. Mm. If the book, and those of you who were online and you were listening, if you know the current issues, the affairs that are going on, you will, as if, I mean, the, finally somebody made a comment and he says it is as though it's a prophecy. Somebody from the um, Caribbean. Caribbean. He says it is as if it's a prophecy that is unfolding in our eyes. And literally, that is how it was. Mm. I think he summoned the whole thing perfectly, this person that they made a comment. Mm. Because that is how I felt that this is like a prophecy unfolding in our eyes. And if that message, if that book was written today, you would have said, you would have had a different eye looking at it. Mm -hmm. Because of the accusation that you would have heard, you would have received this message in a different light. Mm. The book that I'm reading to you right now, it was written long ago before mm -hmm. these issues are here. And what I'm reading is what you are hearing. True. What is, that is what is happening. That when even you, you stand now, if you don't know the prophet very well, and you hear him preaching, you hear him ministering, you hear him encouraging people to go into missions, you hear him saying, um, build a church, um, sponsor a church, do this, you have a different eye and a different True. ear. So what is it? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, you are preaching. But these things were written even before. Mm. Afore time. Afore time. We're written a four time for an example. Mm. Amen. Amen. He says years ago, one of his best friends who was living with friends and brothers. Mm. They were, I mean, his friends and a brother, they were living with their aunts. And whilst they were living there, he had a perfect relationship with them. Very pleasant, beautiful relationship. And then the aunt accused him that something was missing in the house and that he was the one stealing those things. Hmm. And it turned out that he wasn't. So everyone was looking at him like the aunt constantly was accusing him that he's the one that is stealing them. He's the one that, I guess because of how he you know, go gain lifestyle type of thing. He was constantly being accused. And everyone looked at him like that. It destroyed the relationship. Eventually, they found out that he wasn't the thief, but someone else was the thief. Mm. Mm. You know, some of you, you have been stealing in your house and your brother or your sister has been accused and you stood there and you watch as yeah. your sister yeah. or your brother was accused. Mm. Don't Haven't you done that before? So something you took something and you know yes. you did it but this your sister this your brother who is always taking things she didn't do it this time he didn't do it but they were still accusing and then you were standing there quietly minding mm -hmm. your business as if you have not done anything and the, it destroys people's lives amen amen so if you are an accuser you are destroying lives you destroy other people's lives mm. You discourage them, you confuse them, you, they cannot behave well, 
they cannot speak well, they cannot do proper things. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want to jump and then give you a last one before we close. Amen. Amen. Listen, accusation is a terrible thing. Accusation is a terrible thing. Accusation will cause relationships to stop. Accusation, when the enemy starts accusing you, it can stop you in your tracks. True. You know, another pastor was being accused. He was being accused in his own church. Bishop said one time, you know, he used to, I mean, when he was in beginning of the ministry, when they were on campus, he would see all the students and he would preach to them. So on vacation, I think you have heard him say this many times, he has everyone's address and then he will visit them. So this particular person, there was a particular young lady who was working with her aunt in a shop. And so he took the opportunity to visit her in the shop. And when he went to the shop, Somebody went to the back as he was standing in front of the shop waiting. You know how some of these stores, the way they are, you know, you you can't even enter. Everything is slow from the outside. You stand on the street and you buy. Okay. So as he was standing outside, just in front of the shop waiting, one of the people in the shop went to the back to call the young lady. And she went and said, hey, your boyfriend is here. Forgive. And he heard it. And that was it for him. Mm. He said, how can they accuse me of being this person's boyfriend? And I'm not. I'm just a shepherd following a sheep. Mm. And he said from that time on, he decided not to follow this sheep anymore, not to visit her, not to have anything to do with her so that he will not be accused. And unfortunately, that led to the destruction of this sheep. That sheep was lost to the well. He says he saw this, how this young lady became demon-possessed, being used in the well. And eventually she was just out in the world, completely unbeliever and destroyed by the devil. And I tell you, that is exactly what the enemy always wants to do. Mm. To destroy, always to destroy. He comes only for one reason, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And sometimes as a shepherd, you have a good relationship with a sheep. And sometimes you're trying to establish someone, someone who can become a pastor, someone who can become a lady pastor. And then somebody accuses you of one relationship or the other. And you try to separate yourself, try not to communicate, try not to relate, try not to visit, try not to do this. And that person never develops. That person never Mm. comes to the potential, the calling. Sometimes it's through you that the person is called. Wow. Through accusation, through accusation, the enemy will always use us if we allow him to use Mm. us to accuse one another. Mm. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, Yes. So watch out for the enemy when he comes in a form of an accuser. And just before we leave, I just wanted to give you this last point and um, we close. Do you want a last point? Yes. Or you are tired? Are you there or you gone home? We're here. Yes. Are you enjoying the book as we are reading it? Yes. Yes. Too powerful. Great. So the the next... um, aim or the next purpose of accusation is to destroy relationships destroy relationships another name for the accuser of the brethren is the accuser in the midst of the brethren accuser in the midst of the brethren so satan loves to enter our sweet fellowship and get us to accuse one another and suddenly the cordial relationship that we had is broken And it's broken for everyone. And everyone is turned against the other. So we ought to watch out for people who point out something bad in everyone. There can be something bad in everyone. But when you have a person whose goal is set out to point out the bad in everyone, that person's intention is to destroy people. True. Who does not have something bad about them? Who does not have something wrong that they have done? Mm. 
But when you are constantly being accused, yeah. you know, some pastor who was, you know, in the world doing all kinds of things and he was called by the Lord, he became born again and then grew in the ministry, you know, whilst he was in the world, he gave birth to a child. And, you know, he became born again, became a minister and doing great in the ministry. And he was taking care of this child. I mean, it's not a pleasant past, but he has never announced it that when he was in the world, he was, he had this child. So someone who wanted to disgrace him, one day in a big meeting where everybody was there, he brought a child. Oh. The pastor who has a family. <laughs> the pastor has a family, has his children and his wife and beautiful family. He brought this child and said, oh, um, hey, go and say hello to your dad. Your firstborn. Mercy. <laughs> you are the firstborn. Go and say hello to your dad. You are the opening of the womb the, or the beginning of the blessings. Go and say hello to your dad. Oh, and everyone, which, which dad? Oh, that's his dad. Forgive me. You see, people are not people. <laughs> At I'm all. telling you, people are not people. <laughs> oh. So accusation creates this destruction of relationship mm-hmm. and reputation. Mm-hmm. It brings suspicion. It makes us suspect one another when we begin oh. to accuse one another. Hallelujah. And accusations will make your good intentions. When you have good intentions to do things for people and you are being accused, your good intentions are seen as bad. You see, when the bishop is having good intentions of giving you the opportunity to be a missionary, to be a minister, to be a lay pastor, look at me. I mean, how on earth and in what church would I be a pastor, working and being a pastor? Right now, I just came from work and I'm jumping into the church. Uh, Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. I mean, look, what church will give you that privilege? Mm. That you go to your work all night, go and work in the morning, you come and just preach. <laughs> God has given us a great privilege and that privilege brings such an anointing with it also. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. And the enemy's goal is always to destroy it, to destroy it, to destroy yes. it. So the so the bishop has good intentions of giving you the opportunity to become a lay pastor, and you say they don't pay us. I mean, pay you for what? It is a privilege. It yes. is a privilege to do the work of the ministry. Oh Amen. It is a privilege. So God has called him and he's given you a share of the ministry and you want to take an opportunity to accuse so that other people who want to grow and do great things cannot also grow. Mm. So accusation, it brings good intentions. It makes good intentions look bad. Bad. Look at this. There was a situation in this that I wanted to just read to you and then we will conclude. And I want you to listen very carefully. We are going to read a scripture from Second Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1 to 9 in the New American Standard. So that we are done. Very good. You are right there. Second Samuel, just that you get the scripture correctly, and I'll be very happy. Second Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1. And then we are moving. Okay. So just move with me because I want you. No, we are reading here. Verse 1. It says, Second Samuel chapter 10. NSV. NASB. You were right. And now I'm not accusing you, but you were right. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Wonderful. It says, now it happened afterwards that the king of the Ammonites died. So this is, let me give you a quick background so you can follow the story very well. So here, this was King Amnon. King Amnon had a very nice relationship with David. Okay? They had a very nice, beautiful relationship. And then King Amnon died. Okay? King Amnon died and his son, Hanan, inherited the kingdom. He became the next king. And so now listen. It says, now it happened afterwards that the king of the Ammonites died. And 
Hanun, his son, became king in his place. Mm. Then David said, I will show kindness to Hanan, the son of Nahash, just as his father showed kindness to me. Isn't that nice? Very beautiful. He said, I will just be nice to this young man who has inherited his father's throne because his father was very nice and kind to me. Mm. So David sent some of his servants to console him concerning his father, that your father has died. So first show of love, I am sending some people to you to show you my love. Mm. To show you my, my consolation that I am sorry for the loss of your father. He says, so David sent some of his servants to console him concerning his father. But when David's servants came to the land of the Ammonites, the princess of the Ammonites said to Hanan, their Lord, hmm, do you think that David is honoring your father because he has sent consolers to you? Hmm. Has David not sent his servants to you in order to search the city, to spy it out and to overthrow it? Accusation. Accusation. Look at this. I want you to just look at that. Is that the reason? Now you tell me. We just read the previous verse. Is that the reason why David sent the servants? At all. What was the reason why David sent the servants? Say it. I can't hear you, but say it. Repay the goodness. To repay the goodness, to show kindness, to show love, to console him. He says, David sent some of his servants for this reason, to console him concerning his father. To console him. To let him know that, listen, I will be there for you. I know your father is gone. You are a young man. You have come on the throne. If there is any need, if there is any time you need something, call upon me. I will be there. But look at these accusers. Look at the accusers. And I want you to watch when accusers come in, how good intentions will change and become bad intentions. He says, do you think that David is honoring your father because he has sent consolers to you? Has David not sent his servants to you in order to search the city, to spy it out and to overthrow it? Mm. Sometimes accusers can come between husband and wife. Good day. And your good intention. Your husband, your, 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 your husband says, let's put our money together. We can, when we are, our money are together, we can have this investment. We can build this. We can do this. We can grow this. We can have this. We can do this. It will be more and we can build. And then your, your, your aunt will call you. Do you think your husband really wants to build something with you? Have you not seen? Did you not hear about this person and his wife? Yeah. What he did? When they put their money together? And then suddenly the good intentions of putting your resources together to grow, it becomes evil. So look at this. The next verse, as this message went about, it says, So Hanan took David's servants and shaved off half of their heads, half of their beards. Forgive. And cut off their garments. Look, a, an Israelite, his beard, they leave the beard. Have you seen them, how they grow their beard? Yeah. Over the years, they don't shave. And it's for a reason, which we, we cannot get in yet. But this man, this king now, because of the accusation that he had, he took these servants who came with good news and interpreted them as people who are spies. He shaved them half of their beard off. He shaved them half off. Cut off half and left half. Can you imagine? What an embarrassment. To a big and not only that, they cut off their garments in the middle. You know mm. what? The garment that they wear. You see their garments? Yes. This long thing like a skirt. Yeah. Right? They cut the middle all the way to their hips. Now when they cut your garment all the way to their hips, what is it going to expose? Your dirty underwear, 
if you are wearing some or you are not, if you peed in your underwear when you were coming and you didn't take it off or you didn't change, everything will be exposed. Because you are not prepared. If they told you that they were going to cut your garment, you put on your nice, white, clean, washed underwear. Mm -hmm. But this one you took on the journey, you didn't change. <laughs> and that is the intention of accusation. I'm telling you step by step what accusation is doing. So he ripped off their garment to their hips and sent them away like that. Go, go, walk in the city, walk, go, and send them away. So what happened? The next one. When they told it to David, he sent to meet them. When David heard it, he sent messengers to meet them. For the men were greatly humiliated. Mm. And the king said, stay at Jericho until your beards grow. You know how long that's going to be? Very long. Very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's too embarrassing. It's better to stay in Jericho for this number of years for your beards to grow. Because they were great messengers, great men. And then return. When he's grown, then return. In the next verse, he says, Now when the sons of Ammon saw that they had become odious. You know what it means to be odious? Odious (laughs) is something that is pungent. Yes, In addition, it says extremely unpleasant and repulsive. It is somebody that you don't want to see. Now, this is how Ammon, the sons of Ammon, who David was going to show love, this is how they have become to David. Odious men because of the accusation. It says, they had become odious to David. The sons of Ammon sent and hired the Arameans because they realized that now they have become enemies, pungent enemies that David never want to meet, never want to see. Mm. So they also decided to hire more people, more men into their army. So they went and hired the Arameans, the Beth Rehob, and the Arameans of Zeboah, 20,000 foot soldiers and the king of Maka with 1,000 men and the men of Tob with 1,200 men, 12,000 men to join their army because they know that what they have done has created a great problem. And when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the army, the mighty men. He sent the mighty men. The sons of Ammon came out and drew up in a battle array at the entrance of the city while the Arameans and the Zobas and the Rehob and the Tobas of the Maka were all by themselves in the field. And mm. so, and now Joab, when Joab now saw that the battle was set against him in front and in the rear, he selected from all the choice men of Israel and arrayed them against the Arameans. Look at that. Love that was building up, beautiful relationship. Because of accusation, it has turned to war. Mm. And you think that it's a simple accusation. It has turned a nation, two nations, two great nations into a, in a war. Just people's voice of accusation. I am showing you what intentions accusation ought to have whenever you hear it. Destroy but the remainder of the people he placed in the hands of Abishai, his brother, and he arrayed them against the sons of Ammon. And that was a war. So this is what accusation, whenever you hear it, whenever you hear some people have risen up and they are accusing someone of something, even if, even if the person has done something wrong and you see people really rising up and publishing the wrong or publishing an error, it is an accusation and its intention is to destroy a person. And I'm telling you, the only way people do that is through the accuser of the brethren, who is Satan. And so when you see someone rising up, or you see some people rising up to accuse, just know that Satan has entered them. Satan has entered them. 
It is never the work of God. It is never the work of God. God will never enter into anyone and cause people to rise up to accuse. Even in heaven, when accusation rises up, it takes strength away. So beloved, be watchful of accusation. This is the work of the accuser in the midst of the brethren. It works and divides churches against church. It says wives against uh, husbands, husbands against wives. It says women group, women one against another through accusation. It says church members against pastors, pastors against church members. It sets sheep against shepherd, shepherd against sheep. It destroys all kinds of relationship. And we ought to be aware that when we see hands are pointed out like this, when we see articles are being circulated, messages are going around, videos are going around, and it sounds like so true, as Apostle Joe was saying, when he was sharing yesterday, it sounds like so true that man shall not live by bread alone. It sounds so true, but what is behind it is Satan's voice that is behind mm. the truth. Mm. And so let us be aware, let us be careful when we are hearing accusations, when we ourselves feel like we are pointing fingers. Let me tell you, beautiful relationship, when you have a beautiful relationship and one is constantly accusing, constantly accusing, everything you are accusing, it destroys the relationship. It feels like the relationship is breaking. It feels like there's no love anymore. That is what accusation does. So let us be aware of accusation in our homes as husbands and wives, as brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, daughters and uh, mothers. Let's be aware of accusation and the Lord be with us all. Put your hands together for the wow. Lord. Wow. Someone allow me wow. to share wow. and by the grace of God, what a message. What a message. Wow. We thank you. Stand to your feet, please. And let us pray. Father, we are thankful and grateful. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory and honor for your word. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us and guiding us. Deliver us, Lord, from accusations. Deliver us, Lord, from our workplaces. Lord, sometimes even we have great relationship with our bosses. But when the accuser of the brethren comes in, we see how our bosses' attitude change towards us. How their attitudes change towards us. God is so because of accusation. It destroys marriages. It destroys churches. It destroys sheep-shepherd relationship. It destroys friendships. It destroys all kinds of relationships. Destroys the relationship among brethren. The word says, Where the brethren dwell together in unity, there, 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 when the brethren dwell together in unity, the blessings of God flows Amen. like a dew of heaven. Cause peace to dwell amongst brethren, joy and happiness. We are thankful for this great revelation. Thank you, Lord. And we ask the God, just as that old serpent was cast out from amongst the brethren, may you cast off out all accusers and scorners from amongst us in the name of Jesus. Father, if any amongst us has been accused, if there's anyone who has been accused and has been broken and is down, I pray, oh God, may you catch one up. Raise such a one up again. We pray for the spirit of encouragement to be upon such an one that that person will rise up again and serve strength in the name of Jesus. Anyone who has been with us and has been accused and has left us, Lord, we pray for mercy to reach such an one and restore such an one amongst us. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Christ. I want to say a short prayer with you. I want to pray with you quickly. If you are here, you want to give your life to Christ. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. I want to pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Just put your hand on your heart and I'll pray with you. And I want all the brethren to 
join in this prayer and repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. I welcome you into my heart. I receive you as my savior. I receive you as my savior. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. Saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sing, Sean. have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you